The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by mybookie.ag. Join now and mybookie will match your first deposit with a 50% bonus. Use the promo code SGP50 to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win and get paid. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is the only app that puts all the knowledge you need to make smart bets in the palm of your hand. Access line movement and public betting trends in real time and track your picks by using their My Picks feature. So head over to betql.co where you can download it for free. And finally, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by Oddshark. Oddshark provides you free picks from the supercomputer and expert writing staff with data-driven editorial content. So make sure you follow Oddshark on Twitter at Oddshark and check them out at www.oddshark.com. This is World Cup 247 on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at SGP Network. That's at SGP Network. I'm your host, Billy, and I'm joined by someone who's become a regular colleague here on the long shows on World Cup 247, Mr. Shraz Bazuko. Hello. He's actually sitting next to me now because we've just been out for the England game. Absolutely crazy scenes he's got a scratch on his face your face is he's not bleeding anymore but but everybody just jumped up and were hugging and screaming and uh pint glasses were thrown and i think this who, who had someone a glass in their foot yeah there was there was there was carnage absolute scenes i think the england game but i'm pretty sure that's going to be like most of the pubs in in england tonight you know we've not won a penalty shootout for well in the world cup for is it ever or just i don't know uh, those euro 96 was the euros like yeah you're right i don't know i've never seen in, in our lifetime i've never seen them win a shootout in the world cup yeah but whether it's exaggerated or not i think the the chat in the pub when the penalties were about to go was we've never won one in the world cup yeah so. everyone just thought we'd lost because <clears> that's what happens yeah as soon as jordan henderson missed that was uh that was it you know the faces were down as soon as they hit the bar we're back in it after that it was just uh, you know euphoria pulled upon euphoria it's the most you can kind of uh, get out of it but yeah it was exciting and I think uh, I think you know England like to keep us in suspense and it's just kind of what we're used to for those tournaments and it's nice to be on the on the Victoria side for once there's a video up just basically encapsulating a small part of the um celebrations and what what it was like in the bar it was like that through the whole game but have a look on the on the twitter account that i gave out at the start of the show uh let's do some housekeeping here and run through the the um last 16 rounds um we started with one and two on day one uh, missed both the unders but uruguay qualified in our futures bet one and two again on the second day um we um we did not get Croatia in 90 minutes, but we did get Croatia to qualify for the quarterfinals in our futures bet, uh, and Spain to qualify in our futures bets. Spain to make the quarterfinals. When I say qualify, uh, I mean everybody um, to make the quarterfinals in our futures, and um, Spain did not land. So another one in two day there. Four and zero on the next day. Brazil in 90 minutes, Belgium in 90 minutes, and futures bets on Brazil to reach the quarterfinals and Belgiums to reach the quarterfinals. And then three and one today, futures bet, England to reach the quarterfinals. Um, over two goals was a push. 
Uh, we had the draw in the England Columbia game. That's four. That's a plus four, uh, a plus three hundred there for us there. Uh, under two and a half goals, obviously in the Sweden Switzerland game. That was the lock, and a draw in that game did not come in. So that's a three and one day there overall. The overall record is sixty three and twenty nine. And that's good for 73.2 units. That's £7,320 profit. And obviously that was bolstered by the four units that we won on the three-unit parlay on Brazil to qualify, Croatia to qualify, and Belgium to qualify after Belgium's comeback. So as I said, 73.2 units, $7,320 if you bet $100 per unit. 63 and 29 is the record. It's insane. I don't think anyone on this podcast is going to beat that for the rest of the shows throughout the whole year. Colby, Pina, Ryan, Sean, beat 63 and 29. I beg you. Let's have a look at the quarterfinals now as we as we head to um, the games on Friday it's ended up being France against Uruguay it's Belgium versus Brazil as we predicted um, right at the start of the tournament and France Uruguay as well Sweden versus England no one predicted that and uh, Croatia versus Russia admittedly I didn't have that one either I had um, Germany versus England and Spain versus Croatia so I have six of these teams down at the start of the tournament, but certainly not um, Sweden and the host nation, Russia, who looked like they were going to be the poorest Russian side we'd ever seen. That's what their supporters were saying anyway. But they have a real chance of making a World Cup semi-final here. Uh, And everybody on this side of the draw, England, Sweden, Russia and Croatia, have a chance to to make a World Cup final, which which is crazy when you think about it. Um, on the other side of the draw let's start with France and Uruguay uh, the winners of France and Uruguay will place the winners of Belgium and Brazil France are even money to win this game in 90 minutes Uruguay 8 to 15, 18 to 5 the draw is 11 to 5 France to qualify outright is 1 to 2 and Uruguay best price 7 to 4 um, Charles you want to start because you've been you've got a lot of notes on this game uh, yeah so I think um, I think with this game that there's there's going to be goals I think obviously with um, what France have just kind of you know what have they been 4-2 against Argentina in the last game with um, Uruguay I think they've got seven goals in four games uh, since the beginning of the tournament um, and obviously Cavani and uh, Suarez started linking up you know I think it was their second goal wasn't it that they, uh, they ping those balls across field yeah yeah I, I think they've really like fouled each other now I think that's going to kind of come out but um, what I don't what I don't see is I don't see Uruguay winning I think France looked too strong I think uh, if you look at what France have done the only points they've dropped in this tournament have been against Denmark and to be honest it was the last game in the group they'd already basically qualified and uh, and with that game as well um, yeah, Denmark are not weak you know they've just about got put out uh, was it on pens to Croatia so I mean they've not been you know they, they weren't easy competition so no. the fact that that's their only points they've dropped uh, you can't take anything really away from France I think they're really strong best team they've had in a long time and I do see them I do see them winning um, and I think it will be in 90 minutes but I, I do see it being tight. I've gone, I've gone for an edgy kind of like I've, I've gone for two-one uh, France, but I think they could score more. France, both teams to score is the bet that I'm going to kind of like go with here based on all of that info. I think that this might go back to how they kind of were in the groups where Uruguay were quite content to win their first two games one-nil. And the 2-1 kind of seems more like an anomaly. That Portugal game was very weird because I had a bet on there, which I didn't give out on the on the show, luckily, but I found it 
on one of the websites and it was your bookings bet but it was four and a half bookings and I figured we got two of the dirtiest sides in the tournament here and two of the most defensive sides I didn't see an open game and a 2-1 uh, I didn't see one booking in the entire game that's one of the craziest things that's happened in the World Cup for me but I do think this might revert to type I think Uruguay fancied themselves against Portugal I don't think they'll fancy themselves against France I think that they'll try and rely on the likes of Godin and Jimenez to keep it tight and maybe try and take a chance and at the same time I don't think that France are going to get the openings that they had against Argentina to rip them to pieces I've gone very conservative here I've gone France to qualify overall at 1-2 to two and under 2.5 goals at 1-2 to two because I don't like this game at all like from a betting perspective and I think just going with the short odds there is the thing that I feel safest about and um and that's really all I want to do on this one but I do think France end up in the next round well I've, I've got France to qualify in kind of my what do you call it a banker or yeah yeah. so so I, I have kind of gone for that because you're right it could kind of go either way but I just think you know it only takes an early France goal and they've got the quality to do it you know to put four against Argentina is no like easy feat. I know they're not being great they can see the three against Croatia and all the rest of it but I mean France did look threatening you know you just need to give Mbappe a little bit of space and he's going to create something um, so I do think that they're going to get a goal and if they get it early enough it's going to open up the game and then Uruguay know they've got the attacking ability I think that those I, I actually think that the earlier games where they didn't score many um, was just people kind of finding their feet and I think once Suarez and Cavani have now got a bit of confidence especially after the last game they're going to want to get the ball they're going to want to create some chances I think they're obviously going to be super confident after the Portugal game as well I don't think that it's necessary that they fancy their chances and even if they did and they've got a victory it's only going to give them confidence I think they're going to think they can do that against other teams as well uh, yeah, I think I'm a little bit different to you. I think there can be goals. I think it does depend on there being an early one to open up the game. But if there is, I think it's going to be, it's going to be kind of all-out attack. It could even be very, very open. I think France are then the ones that are going to try and settle it. Um, I think you know Matuidi and stuff in the middle can kind of really boss that game because I think they're a lot stronger in the middle of the park. And I think I think that's where the game might be decided. Um, and that's where they're going to you know create their chances from. But yeah, um, we'll sit on opposite sides a bit. I think the only thing we're unanimous on is that they're going to go through France are going to go through yeah I think we looking at what you've written down and from other discussions I've had I think we're on different sides on the next game as well it's the game of the rounds on a Friday night <clears throat> Brazil versus Belgium um, a lot of people think that the winner of the World Cup might come from this game so I don't know if you'll agree with that I'll get your outlook in a minute once I do the prices 90 minute prices are Brazil 11 to 10 uh, 5 to 2 to draw 11 to 4 Belgium qualification prices 8 to 15 Brazil and 6-4 Belgium. Uh, I've already had a bet at the start of the tournament for Belgium to make the, the semi-finals. And uh, I think they have enough quality to beat Brazil here. And reason being is that, yeah, the Japanese game didn't look good. But at the end of the day, Belgium are notorious for choking. And I think there's less pressure playing Brazil than there is Japan for these for these players and over the pitch they have more talent in more positions and uh, more world-class players and I think this should be more of a 50-50 game than the bookies have, have got it and you're really betting the name of Brazil here because Brazil as a name is um, is has a lot more legacy than Belgium but looking at the two teams on paper, there's no way that Brazil should be an 8-15 to favourite to qualify. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think the expectation on Belgium is going to be off in this game compared to other games. You know, they're talking about this being, again... Well, like, this is where a lot of England fans looked at the looked at England. We want to get to the quarterfinals against Germany and, then we're, and if we go out, we're fine. Mm. The expectation in Belgium must have been 
we need to get to the quarterfinals against Brazil, and if we lose here, we're fine. Yeah, I, so it's it's target achieved, I think. Yeah, I I, I kind of get that from like a fan's perspective, but they are talking, you know, Belgium are talking about, you know, this being their golden generation. Or I think it's, it will help the pressures off, but at the same time, I don't think Brazil necessarily, you know, they've been it as a nation and not necessarily as a collective of players. I think they've been it as a nation so often that I think it's kind of ingrained in them a little bit that they don't feel these pressure situations <coughs> as much as, you know, they're, they're kind of similar to a Germany or similar to a, you know, not necessarily an Argentina, but, you know, the teams that are getting to this stage regularly and past it, you know, it's, it's in their fabrics in their nature. This is actually like the one that I am least sure about. I know I've, I've edged towards kind of Brazil and it is, it could very much be what you've talked about and being, you know, it's the name that I've picked as opposed to actually breaking it down and looking at it. But when I do look at it, you know, Brazil have been far from convincing. I think, um, I think what we did see against Japan is, uh, it's an example of the Belgium kind of like choking thing, especially in the first half. Didn't do a lot, didn't create a lot. If Japan, had, if the game had just finished 2-0 Japan, it would have been a prime example of it. What they did show is a lot of spirit to kind of come back um, and win. Um, but I think, I don't know, I just, I, I just think that if they play like they did at the beginning of the Japan game, Brazil might be too much for them. And I don't, I don't see if Brazil go 2-0 up like Japan did, for example, that they would have the ability to turn you know, turn no. that tie around against a team like Brazil. No, yeah. especially with Brazil, Brazil have only conceded uh, four goals. Uh, I think, no, sorry, it's now five goals, uh, four goals coming into the tournament. Five goals they've let in since the last World Cup. Yeah, so they've only let in, what, uh, one goal so far in this tournament? That's right, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, and, and in that game, you know, you could... Who, who was that game? Not Switzerland, wasn't Switzerland, it? And, and yeah. again, you know, Switzerland aren't, aren't weak. So I don't, I, I've got, I don't think it's going to be. <clears throat> excuse me, I don't think they're going to actually mop the floor with Belgium. And Belgium could very easily get a goal. They could create something, you know, in Hazard and De Bruyne. They've got that kind of quality to create. But I, I, I still feel that you know, if they start like they did. Uh, it, I do feel there's going to be nerves regardless of what we're kind of talking about and the pressure being off it's still the same group of play, players you know it's the same group of players that are um, are still thinking about them being you know the best team Belgium have had and this is the year to kind of do stuff you know Lukaku looked far from convincing you know he doesn't he's, he's not I know you obviously like him being a Man United fan all the rest of it but in that game against Japan you know he had chances he could have put that game to bed like before the 2-0 and he wasn't you know he wasn't great so I think if he doesn't do something, which, you know, it's it's questionable, um, they're going to have to create from the midfield. I just, I don't know. I, I, I just think there's too many things going against Belgium. And I think that it could be a, it could be a sneaky Brazil win. I'm going for both teams to score here uh, in this game. I just think that um, Brazil's defence is ageing and a lot of those clean sheets came against South American opposition where you'd expect them to. And in this tournament, teams have played them with, with too much fear and, and Switzerland didn't, also played with fear but managed to steal a goal off a set piece where I think they'll be they'll be vulnerable I, I think Lukaku may have a really good day against the centre-backs um, so I'm also picking Belgium here to qualify at as big as the 7-4 to four you can get it in some places uh, I just think that they have better players on the pitch um, Lukaku's a better striker than Jesus uh, Neymar isn't fit so De Bruyne is a better player than him Eden Hazard is more creative than Willian that's why he keeps Chelsea out of the Chelsea team he keeps Willian out of the Chelsea team uh, the goalkeepers are probably about even because Courtois not having a good competition uh, Belgium's defence should be a lot better than it is but playing this 3-4 formation um, it doesn't matter if you've got Alderweireld and Batongan back there and company um, it doesn't it doesn't allow you to keep clean sheets and I think Brazil will score but I think Belgium will score more I think 
this aging defence might get what's coming to them. And Casemiro's suspended as well, which is which is a lot more of a bigger deal than, than people think that it is. Um, so I, I'm going to... What was that holding play? In? Yeah, I mean, they've got Fred, who Man United have signed, and Fernandinho from Man City to mm. come in. But I don't know. Anything that upsets the balance here, I, I just think um, would affect the game. So I, I'm going to go for a dog here with, with Belgium. Um, well, my, my bet in this, if if I was to make, I, I, I don't think I'm going to bet much on this game at all, even when it comes to sitting in front of the TV and watching it. But I fancy it to go to extra time, and I think that's going to be. It could be a dull nil-nil, and then just you know block each other out, or there could be goals in it. But I, I do think they're going to cancel each other out. I, I don't think um, Brazil is just going to lie down for them, and I, at the same time, I don't think Belgium will. Um, but you know, I think Brazil will edge it, and I think they'll have the nerve if it came to an extra time or penalty situation. Let's see if we can get on the same page here. England versus Sweden. As as we said at the start of the show, we've literally just come back from a bar. Uh, crazy scenes here now. It's really opened up for England to make the World Cup final as long as they can get past Sweden and the winners of Russia and Croatia. It's a dream scenario. And this one, um, it's, it's weird because this is kind of the same price as the Colombia game. England were 1-2 to two to qualify against Colombia. They're 2-5 to five to go go through against Sweden. Sweden 7-4. 90-minute uh, price is 5-6. to six. Today's price was evens. 9-4 um, to four to draw and 4-1 to one Sweden. Now, I'm not afraid of Sweden, but I was worried about this Colombia game today. I really like England to, to go through here. Um, notoriously, they have loads and loads and loads of draws against Sweden and they don't have a very good record against them in, in World Cups. But that's... But you could likewise say Sweden don't have a good record against England because this just ultimately always ends up a draw. And now we're like the best team in the world at penalties. So, um, you can, there's nothing to there's nothing to fear. No, in all seriousness, I think that despite that record, in the past they've always had a world class player, a Henrik Larsson, a Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Mm. There's nothing here. This is a, this is a very shit Sweden team that's managed to get to the quarterfinals somehow. Um, even though um, they've mainly done it on defending, they had a clean sheet today against Switzerland. Uh, clean sheet against Mexico a clean sheet against Korea two clean sheets against Italy um, it's going to really be about um, if England can break through and when otherwise I think the, I think the main bet here it's betting sensibly is under two and a half goals it's absolutely nailed on this this will be about England breaking through or if Sweden can steal a goal and put pressure on England to equalise which I think England will do anyway um, but I think no way does this game see three goals yeah, I've, I've got exactly the same. I think, obviously, looking at tonight and in England's tact, you know, they were, they were quite happy with the 1-0. I, I completely agree as well. I think Colombia are a stronger team. You know, I think that they, obviously, they've topped their group, but not just that, but, you know, it's that last result of the group stages against Mexico that, you know, would have made <clears throat> Sweden someone to fear. But at the end of the day, you know, Mexico already through pretty much. You know, I know there was, mathematically, they, they might have kind of, you know, fallen out, but, you know, they, they weren't really playing for it. And that's why, you know, I think they got hammered, basically. But I don't, yeah, you're right. I don't, I don't see anything in the Sweden team which I think is threatening. Um, today's game was, you know, exemplary of that. You know, was it one nil against Switzerland? It was a boring game. Nothing really created. There was no real kind of like entertainment. I think that's actually pretty similar to happening in the England game today. There wasn't actually, there wasn't that many chances. I think the game is going to be pretty dull. So the under two and a half goals is definitely something that I'll be backing. Uh, but I do think England are going, to, are going to edge it. I think they will break them down. Whether it is yet another penalty, Harry Kane's what sixth of the tournament or something, or fifth of the tournament. Um, or Six goals and three penalties. Is that what he's got? Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, whether it's another decision like that or it's a set piece and a Maguire head or something, you know, I think I think the chance will come and England will take it. But I I actually don't see Sweden. Uh, breaking out. England looked good at the back today. You know, it was a, it was a set piece against uh, and the guy that had got his head on it um, he scored three goals. He scored three goals yeah. in three games, or whatever. And then you know the other last one he scored was from a set piece, and he basically an identical goal. So I mean, it's um, yeah, I, I don't think Sweden have got that. So I I, I I'd like to say England aren't going to concede, but it's England, and they probably will in the ninety third minute again. But my bet is yeah, definitely under two and a half goals, England to qualify. I'd like them to do it in normal time. I don't think I can handle another extra time penalties as in today. But um, yeah, I think we're on the same page here. The last game is a game I don't want any part of at all. Um, so I'm going to say that right now. I'm I'm struggling to find a bet for it. Um, Russia, Croatia, 90 minute prices. Russia three to one. The draw is 21 to 10. Croatia five to four to qualify. Russia six to four, Croatia eight to fifteen. Um, I've already banked my Croatia money, which was Croatia to reach the quarterfinals. That was at um, seven to two, because the idea was at the start of the tournament that Croatia were going to be in the same half of the draw as France, because they, many people thought they wouldn't win Argentina's group. I thought completely differently, so I saw a very easy game for Croatia in the last 16. It wasn't easy, because none of the games in this World Cup seemed to be, because it only ended up being a penalty shootout. In fact, the funny statistic from the last round is, do you know Brazil were the only team in this last 16 to cover a handicap? Every other game was a draw, a penalty shootout, or a team won by one goal. So that's that's crazy. Like that's basically saying that there's not a massive golfing class at any level in this tournament. And as um, when you get to this stage, I mean, and uh, can, I can't see any quarterfinals being won by more than one goal either. So if there's any way to get a bet on that, um, I think the handicaps on this side will all be covered. Um, in saying that, there is any game. This is such a weird game. Russia could take this all the way to penalties. Russia could win this 1-0. Or Croatia could just be the much better team and just beat them like Uruguay did. I really have no idea. And I'm struggling to find a bet for this game. Um, so I, I think look, is that there's that whole um, you know home team kind of like mentality, which obviously I think carried them through the Spain game. You know that's what that's what kind of, uh, yeah fundamentally think there's nothing more about it. They haven't got the quality in the team. You know they've, there's this constant uh, commentary about you know even the fans and the media have talked about this is Russia's worst team ever, and yet they have you know proceeded further than they have before. And I think that it's um, well, that's not necessarily a fact, is it? Is this the furthest they've been in the World Cup? Uh, no, they've, they've been similarly to this stage, but yeah, but they're, they're doing they're doing obviously way beyond anybody expects, and I think that that home kind of like team advantage uh, is is kind of like working for them, and I think they're after the, a game, you know, like the Spain game, you knock out you know former world champions, you're going to have a a massive element of kind of confidence. People are going to be behind you. Now that can go either way. It's either going to be that then the expectations kind of come up, you know, in a similar way to they do with in England with the it's coming home kind of, you know, mentality. Yeah. Or they're going to they're going to, you know, really suffer from it, fall down and get absolutely hammered. Now Croatia to me are really similar to Belgium in the respect that you know they've been talked about as the again it's their like golden generation and you know there's a lot of expectations you know in the country on what they're going to do it's the best team that they've had for a long time all the rest of it um, whether that all comes together you know it's 
it's kind of like yet to be seen. You know, if it was all coming together for Croatia, you know, they would have put to bear the team like Denmark, you know, in the first half, really, and made a real example and set the stall out of, yeah, we're here to kind of play. And they mm. didn't do that. Um, so you're always kind of left looking at it and kind of going, do you know what? I, I don't think this golden generation has quite, like, you know, clicked. Yeah, they smashed Argentina 3-0, but this has been a poor, you know, campaign for Argentina. So I think... Um, I think, it, yeah, similar to yourself, it could go either way. Um, I am actually edging with Russia simply because I don't think that Croatia are going to have the, fundamentally, they're going to have the balls for it. Um, they're not going to be able to see it through and kind of, you know, um, live up to this expectation which has been carried. They're going to probably go into this thinking that this is, uh, yeah, and their blessings are ahead of them. This is an easy game. And I think they could take it for granted. And I think Russia can come out now. I've also got under two and a half goals there based on the last round and based on what they've done in the tournament. I don't see a lot of goals. Um, I don't I don't think, I think Croatia are going to be edgy or they're going to take it for granted or somewhere or another and they're just not going to kind of create. It's not going to come together for them. I think Russia on the same side are going to feel the nerves. Now there's an element of expectation. I think they're going to sit. You know, they're good defensively. You know, they're, they've been relatively solid. and they, They've looked all right. I know there's been the occasional kind of calamity um, but I mean, it's not. They're not. They're not. They've not looked terrible. They've looked like a in the last game, especially. You know, they look like a good team against Spain. You know, if you don't get broken down by Spain constantly, I know the possessions Spain have always got. But yeah, it wasn't. Like, I just didn't think Spain were right. I don't think they were direct enough. I think Russia they, they were. Weren't, yeah, the possession was all in their half. You know, it's not. But they, they weren't. They weren't creating chances. But I think you can't just put it down to Spain not being right because they've been like that before. I, I think you've got to give some credit to the Russians for keeping them relatively contained. You know, they played with their heart on their sleeve and stuff. And there's a lot in that, which is outside what, what's written on the team sheet. You know, you need to take that into account. It's very easy just to look at all the stats and the, the squad in front of you. But, you know, when you actually look at the heart and passion, which they played with in the last game, I think it goes it goes quite a long way to show that they, they're up for it and they, they might put a result out. Again, I, I, I'm finding it very hard to pick a winner, but I would, I would go under two and a half goals. I don't think I think it's going to be tight. You have filled this out wrong, by the way, in your little wall chart that we're using. Right. Because yeah, the, no, uh, I know the game should be the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was confusing me. That I was thinking, shit, we're England are kicking off at seven o'clock. No, no. Uh, I'm going to have a small lean. A small lean towards Croatia. I feel like Russia fell. Russia's big win came last time in Moscow. It was all very intimidating. Not to say, obviously, it won't be mostly. Russians at, in Samara uh, you've, you've filled it out wrong so I got the wrong ground here in uh, in Soji uh, where they're going to play next but it's just, it's just not Moscow and I think it won't be as intimidating and maybe Croatia might grow into it and if Russia do stand off them like they did against Spain then Croatia are more direct and they will beat them but I agree with with what Shiraz says in terms of going for under two and a half goals in this game um, so overall if um, if we were to do lock dog parlay on this um, if we could say the parlay was only two selections because we've only got four games to choose from. Mm-hmm. Uh, my lock is going to be England-Sweden under two and a half goals. My parlay is going to be France and England. That's my two-team parlay. Mm-hmm. And my underdog is Belgium. Okay, so I would take um, France and England to qualify. Can I take that as my... Parlay. Yeah, yeah, you can take the same parlay. You don't have to change right. anything. There's not a lot I'd pick from, so. No, that's fine. Um, I think I would take Russia as my dog to qualify. 
Um, I just, I don't know. I've got, I've got, a, I've got a good feeling about them. I, I, I can see an England Russia semi final. Don't know why. Like, well, I, just, I think that'd be a logistical nightmare for the organisers. I know, but that's why I can see it happening. As and well, the world yeah. in general. Yeah, it's been, it's been built up so much. The whole of that, uh, you know, hooliganism, England, kind of like trouble. Yeah, I mean, this is not just a political thing. If the American listeners are not aware that these. These are the two most violent sets of football supporters in the world. I mean, unless you, uh, probably not the world in Europe. Yeah. I think when you go across to South America, you you, yeah. you you hear about a lot worse. So, definitely in Europe, Russia and England notoriously hate each other and fight each other. And uh, mm. I think the Russian the Russians are worse though. Yeah, um, with the ultras and all that. Yeah. yeah, if you haven't looked into it, definitely ever read about that bloody so horrible stuff. It's weird, but this is a real possibility. That's why. I, I've kind of just gone for Croatia cause just because I feel like they're Russia are the half of that that are less likely to be there to be honest mm. um, okay. yeah have you got a lock like a, your your main certainty of the um, of the round yeah it's under two and a half goals I'm split between which game to do either England or Sweden or Russia Croatia because I think they're both going to be they're both going to be quiet you know we've had an abundance of goals you don't have first. to do a different one to me just to be different you can go with the England one if you really sense it well no I like to be different I'm going to go with the Russia one but to, to be honest with you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to place it as two singles and a double, um, just to obviously get the odds up on the double. So I'm going to go under two and a half on both. Not for this, but when I actually, um, yeah, put on a bet. Well, there you have it. There's your quarterfinal preview for the World Cup. This has been Billy on World Cup 247. Good luck with your bets. And I'll be back for the semi-finals, hopefully talking about England going up against either Russia or Croatia. And, um, and yeah, whoever I've told you to bet on the other games, France, Belgium, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's all been good anyway. Like we've been thoroughly entertained. We've got, we're so many units up now. We're definitely not going to make a loss on this world cup at this point. So just enjoy it as we have done so far. Thanks for listening. Whoa, marriage takes work. No, I want to fling into spring at Total Wine. Tequilas and fruit-flavored vodkas, chardonnays, rosés, pinots. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter, and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, now at your local Honda dealer.